0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Hey, learn more about the church behind the program, how to contact us, and to learn more about the podcast when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, 1 through 6, called What Really Matters.
1: Galatians 5. We're going to read 1 through 6. It was for freedom that Christ set us free, Galatians 5, 1. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. And I testify again, verse 3, to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. You have been severed from Christ, you who are seeking to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit by faith are waiting for the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith working through love. Father, thank you for uh, what's already happened this morning. Thank you for each precious person that's come here with a heart to hear from you. We all need to hear from you. Our world is, uh, in many ways, hemorrhaging, fearful, discontented, and maybe even confused about what life is about, what really matters in life. We can so widely miss that mark, even in the church. So, would you help us this morning as we talk about things that really matter? to simplify everything, to seek your heart, to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. You promise that when we do that, you'll add everything back to us. We love you and we ask your blessing in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. You may be seated. What would, you, what would your life look like in the next week if you lived, spoke, worked, loved only for what really matters? Do you know what really matters? Has your life come to that place where you could say, you know what, I know what the bullseye is and this is what I'm shooting for. This is the mark. This is what I am supposed to be living for. And everything else is going to take second place to that. That can be a journey in and of itself just to find out what the mark actually is. What am I supposed to be doing with my life? What does that look like? Uh, How do I get away from being so focused on the peripherals, so uh, maybe dug into the minutiae. How can I get my focus where it needs to be? We live in a crazy world right now. The coronavirus is the latest thing, right? The markets plummeted uh, this last week, took some big hits. So if you're in the stock market, my heart goes out to you. Uh, Anyway, we'll leave it at that. But what Paul's after in our text, and we're just going to deal with a few verses, and this will move us into the Lord's Supper, is something that Jesus talked about. And Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And, And the things that he was talking about is the things we worry about. And we worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, Certainly, we worry about how to take care of our families. Certainly, we worry about the economy. We worry about the health of our loved ones. We worry about emotional and spiritual health. There's a lot of things that could be on your heart this morning that kind of get you off focus, and we're all there. You know, we all fight it. We all want to seek first God's kingdom and God's righteousness, but it sounds easy until you try it, right? It can be hard. Verse six is a key focus this morning. This is the NIV rendering of it. The only thing that counts, Galatians 5, 6, is faith expressing itself through love. How would your life be different if Galatians 5, 6 was the mark for the next week? Can I challenge you that that would be your mark for the next week? Faith expressing itself through love. Faith does have an expression The main expression of saving faith is spirit-driven love. If you're taking notes, write that down. The main expression of saving faith is spirit-directed love. And in Galatians, we've been spending a lot of time on doctrine. And we, and God bless you if you remember this, but in the beginning, we titled the whole teaching of Galatians, Defending and Living the Gospel. God bless you if you remembered that. I had to remind myself what we started with. And in defending and living the gospel, you can see the two aspects of what our message is about this morning. It's about defending the gospel because we have to understand that an essential teaching of the historic Christian faith has been put before us for many months now. And here's what it is. It is salvation by grace alone through faith alone in Christ alone plus nothing. In fact, the evangelical community of professing Christians, I think early in the 1900s, came up with five essential doctrines of the faith. And the first one on that list, driven into my heart and mind as I attended classes at Simon Greenleaf University in the 90s, was that we are saved by grace through faith. It's in Christ alone. It's by faith alone. It's plus nothing. So some of you who have been on this ride with us in Galatians may be thinking, why this emphasis over and over and over again? Because this is an essential doctrine, and this is how we defend the gospel. If you try to add anything to the finished work of Jesus Christ, and let's just say it's something religious that you think you need to do, then you're saying there needs to be something more than the atoning death of Jesus, the sacrificial death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's not quite enough. And there's been isms and cults and world religions that have been saying that for thousands of years. They've been saying, you can't simply just say you're saved by God's grace and you just place, place your faith in God and that's the end of the story. There must be more to it. But if you say that, you're on dangerous ground. Because you're saying that Christ's blood, his perfect life, his sacrificial death, his triumphant resurrection is not enough. God forbid that we would ever say that. God forbid that we would say, well, there's something more that you have to do. No, Christ's atonement is perfectly suited to deal with my sin and to make me righteous before God. Amen? So when Jesus said from the cross, it is finished Remember, that could be rendered paid in full. full. Oh, you guys are such great students of the Bible. You said that with such emphasis. Oh, we are complete in Christ. The devil's lie is to try to tell you, well, you got to do more. Now, we get nervous when we hear stuff like this, sometimes as well-meaning Christians, because we say, so are we saying then that someone can just pray a prayer, Walk down the aisle, go down on the field at a crusade, and they're good. And then we watch their life, and it's like there's nothing there that gives any evidence that they're born again. That's not what we're saying. We're not talking about easy believism. We're saying the second part of our series, it's defending and living the gospel. And when we get to Galatians 5.22, a little bit ahead of us, we're going to see some of the fruits of salvation. Notice, just for a second, here's what they are. The fruit of the Spirit is love. And then the rest of the list is there joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Against such things, there is no law. When we get there, we'll look at a, another list. It's the fruit of the flesh. And it is in verse 19. And it's evident. It's immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities. I want you to see how many things are relational here. Enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger. That makes me mad just reading that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Not even, not even an exhaustive uh, list of which I forewarn you just as I have forewarned you that those who what practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't think for a moment that Paul is selling easy believism, selling that you just get your ticket to heaven, you pray the prayer, and you're good. No, Paul is saying, examine yourself and see if you're in the faith. But once you're in the faith, don't freak out that you're imperfect on a given day or many moments in a given week rest in the grace of Christ. But love, which is the first and preeminent fruit of the spirit. In fact, scholars would say every other fruit comes from the trunk of love. Is the manifestation. In 1 John 3:14 it says, "We know that we've passed out of death into life," listen, "because we love God's people." If you are void of love, you probably don't know Christ. How can we say I love God and hate our brother, says John in 1 John. Now, we're all going to have our moments. We're going to have our struggles. Sometimes we describe that as walking in the flesh, even as a believer. Yes, it's true. But we're talking about defending and living the gospel. Both aspects are here. The first part of this sermon or this section is about making sure that we understand the doctrinal part. We're defending the gospel. This is a summary of all that Paul's been talking about in this letter. And the opposite of love we would call legalism. Legalism strips us of our true freedom. We saw that in verse 1. We've got to stand for a minute. Legalism, the opposite of love, focuses uh, on the minors and misses what is major. It elevates, says one writer, what is good to what is essential.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Please take the time to visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn more about the program and If you've been listening for some time and appreciate what the program has to offer, would you please consider giving a small donation? Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry, and we're able to broadcast on this station and do the podcast because of that support. That's also how we're able to do our 633 apologetic events for free. If you're a new listener, please don't give. We're just blessed that you're listening. But if you've been listening for a while, can you give $5 today? We believe that the Lord is faithful and your $5 donation will go a long way to help us keep this ministry going. You can give your $5 donation when you visit walkintruth.com and click on Donate. That's walkintruth.com and click on Donate.
1: Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast
0: app. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance right here on Walk in Truth.
1: The opposite of love we would call legalism. Legalism strips us of our true freedom. We saw that in verse 1. We've got to stand for a minute. Legalism, the opposite of love, focuses uh, on the minors and misses what is major. It elevates, says one writer, what is good to what is essential. Salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, plus nothing, is essential. On the other hand, we preserve our freedom in Christ when what is essential to God is essential to us. And everything else is kept in its place. This is why it's so important to understand how we are saved. If you wanted to sum up essential doctrine, here's what it is. Who is God and how do you get saved? Don't you think those are the two most important things? Who is God? You've got to know who God is. And how do you get saved? And much of the New Testament puts that before us or will expose false teaching to make sure we've got it right so that we don't get enamored with legalism and start to major on the minors, which has been the history, sadly, of much of the church. Todd Wilson writes, and this is an interesting story. He says, legalism lurks in the shady corners of nearly every Christian community. This is why we can go for months, if not years, and never notice it's there. Legalism's lurking presence in our lives reminds me of a bizarre incident at one of the park district pools in the Chicago area. A 9-year-old boy went down a water slide, plunged into the pool, and bumped into the dead body of a woman near the bottom of the pool. Much to everyone's horror and disgust, however, they discovered that the body had been in the pool for several days. Even though the pool was open, lifeguards were on duty, people were swimming, Health inspectors explained that because the pool was so murky, no one could see the dead bodies submerged several feet under the surface. He goes on to say that the most susceptible in our Christian community are the most intensely religious. Legalism loses sight of what ultimately counts. It blinds us to what really matters as we live our lives on the surface and miss what really matters. How could that be? How could you be swimming in a pool a foot above a dead body and not see it? Not know it's there, but this is how it works. And the most religious people in the world, intense, you know, they they have their scruples, they have their ways, often get enamored with a false gospel because religious pride is a very slippery thing. And what it says is, oh, no, no, it's this standard. It's got to be right here. It's not there. It's here. And we miss the most important things. Behold, verse 2, Galatians 5, NIV, mark my words. I, Paul, you could say with full apostolic authority as a writer of two-thirds of the New Testament letters, I say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you, NIV, no value to you at all. Now, some of you are thinking, what in the world? Because I'm circumcised, you might say. My parents made that decision. No, no, the issue is not that. The issue is that in this setting, circumcision represents legal conversion into Judaism, It says to a Gentile, to a non-Jew, unless you get circumcised according to the customs of Moses, you can't be saved. Let's turn over to the book of Acts. Take a look. This is a big issue in the early church. In fact, this is the Jerusalem Council where this doctrinal issue is hammered out. This is uh, Acts 15. We're going to look at a few verses. Acts 15.1. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Some men came down from Judea and began teaching the brethren, unless you are circumcised, and now we can see a little fuller treatment of this, according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. And what, when Paul and Barnabas had great dissension and debate with them, the brethren determined that Paul and Barnabas and some others of them should go up to Jerusalem to the apostles and elders concerning this issue. And So they did. Skip down to verse 5. Some of the sect of the Pharisees who had believed stood up saying, it is necessary to circumcise them and direct them to observe the the law of Moses. The apostles and elders came together to look into this matter. Let's skip down to verse 9. And this is uh, Peter testifying. He said, he made, God made no distinction between us and them, Jew and Gentile, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, Peter challenges the group. Why do you put God to the test by placing upon the neck of the disciples a yoke which neither our fathers nor we have been able to bear? But we believe, verse 11, that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they also are. James will go on to testify, but here's the bottom line. At that Jerusalem council, at a very early church meeting where there there was debate and dissension, It was settled by the mouth of the man who did the preaching, who fills up the first 10 chapters of the book of Acts. And Peter says, no, when people respond to the gospel, the moment they believe they get saved, they're born again of the Holy Spirit. You can't be adding things on. Now, we've been careful to clarify that if someone's Jewish and they're circumcised on the eighth day and they decide to keep Shabbat, and they keep the dietary laws of Moses, no problem. But you can't do it to think that that's what saves you. If you're a Gentile, and you appreciate the Jewish roots of the faith, and you've participated in a Seder Passover, and saw how the Seder elements are fulfilled in the person of Christ, praise the Lord. Some of you have put what's called a sukkah up during the fall to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles. The sukkah is like a glorified tent. You kind of decorate it. And it speaks of God's presence with the people and the shelters they built in the wilderness wanderings. It's a way to honor a feast, but don't think that you have to do that to be saved. You don't have to put up the sukkah to be saved. (laughs) You need Christ to be saved. See, this all comes down to who is it that saves you? What do you believe about salvation? Well, I believe in Christ, but there's some small print in there. I've got to do, and then you fill in the list. And this is what has happened with some of the cults and isms of our day. Do you know that some of the major cult experts in the Christian church, the big names have said, the biggest feeder of the cults is the Christian church. Walter Martin said the biggest feeder of the cults in our world are Christian churches and the back door of the church and Christians who are not grounded in essential Christian doctrine. So they hear another group say the name Jesus. They talk about salvation. They talk about studying the Bible. And they're not grounded in the essentials of the faith, so they get enamored by this, and they get pulled into a group that is a non-Christian cult. Say, how could that happen? How, how could a person who's heard the gospel and understood the teaching of the Bible get sucked into such a thing? But it's a very real danger. Paul, in many of his letters, is addressing false teaching for that very reason. He starts his letter in Galatians by saying that he marvels that they so quickly are moving away from the
0: true gospel. You've been listening to What Really Matters, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians 5, verses 1 through 6. Hey, just an FYI, Walk in Truth is available for free on just about every podcast app available. You can listen on our Living Truth app or on your favorite podcast app like iHeartRadio, Spotify, or all the rest. You can listen to any of the episodes in Galatians that you might have missed, along with any other teachings or interviews Pastor Michael's done. And we appreciate you subscribing and following Walk in Truth. Remember, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Pastor Michael.
1: Well, in Galatians 5, Paul paints the picture that going back to the law is like going back to a yoke of slavery. And a yoke is a burden. It's something heavy upon you. Yet at the same time, Jesus said, He wants you to serve him or to be slaves of Christ. How do we make sense of those two ideas? Well, you know, you cannot serve two masters. Uh, You will either love the one and hate the other or, you know, cling to the one and despise the other. You can't serve two lords. And so you want Jesus to be your Lord, not legalism, not law in in the worst sense of that word, not uh, moral obligation to, to save yourself. You can't save yourself. But being a slave to Christ is actually freedom. And it might sound a little strange, but when you serve the Lord, you're walking in the best freedom that you can walk in because he's going to lead you to green pastures, still waters, wherever uh, you're going to find the best peace, the best life, and the most productivity. That's really what matters. So here we are. Here we are in this time of what's been called a pandemic. And, you know, I know that there's some of you who feel like, man, I'm under a yoke. <laughs> and maybe it's a yoke of a financial burden. Maybe it's been fear. Uh, maybe you've been sick. Maybe you know someone who is sick. Maybe you've lost somebody. Uh, maybe you just feel like a heaviness that doesn't go away. And we can certainly all relate to that. But Christ came to lift our burdens. You know, he says, cast your cares to me because I care for you. And, you know, uh, brethren, I know sometimes it's easier said than done. But my encouragement to you is to right now, if you are feeling a heavy burden, if you're like, man, there's a financial uh, weight, there's a. I have anxiety. I have fear. Maybe you're even feeling like, man, I don't know if I want to live. You know what? Christ wants you to live. We love you. And I want to encourage you if you need some, just someone to talk to, you you need some prayer, reach out to us at contact at walkintruth.com. That's contact at walkintruth.com. Also want to let you know that we do have pastors here Tuesday through Friday during normal business hours. You can reach out to us at 844-48-TRUTH. That's 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to pray with you, be here for you. And, you know, if you have a home fellowship, it's a great time to reach out to them if you've been, uh, you know, maybe you haven't opened up about what you're going through, uh, The Bible says to bear one another's burdens. And in Galatians 6, we're going to get to that passage. Bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. So if you need some help, reach out to us. Again, it's contact at walkintruth.com or 844-48-TRUTH. This is Pastor Michael. Appreciate you listening. We'll catch you tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.
0: One more thing. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your $5 donation helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. So please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in Galatians chapter five, verses one through six, called What Really Matters. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth today, where it's always our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people